Digital media and tech in Dubai is back with episode six. Launched in March of 2016, Dubai's top tech podcast focuses on bringing listeners informative conversations with local experts, exploring the latest digital media trends in the burgeoning international capital that is Dubai. I'm your host, Spencer Stryker, professor of digital media at the American University in Dubai. All episodes are recorded on location right here at AUD in the heart of Dubai's media city. Special guest for episode six, Dubai's Laboratory of Innovation, is Ayman Itani, founder and CEO of Think Media Labs, a company he created in 2010 to focus on the Arab world's need for digital and social strategies to keep pace with cutting edge global trends. A digital strategist, public speaker, and professor, Amon displays laser-sharp expertise of the digital scene and applies his insight to help people better understand our ever-changing world, improve businesses, and get results. Displaying indefatigable energy, while running one of Dubai's top digital agencies, he finds the time to lecture at multiple universities, speak regularly at top conferences, and publish online studies that give readers a sharper picture of shifting tech trends. Topics discussed in episode six include Amon's founding of Think Media Labs in 2010 and the story of why and how he built one of the Middle East's most innovative digital shops. He talks about how the digital scene has changed rapidly over the course of the last six years, how he does his research, crunches trends, and tackles the complexity of innovation in an ever-changing landscape. We then delve into unique considerations that define Dubai as a market in terms of digital expansion and adoption. Amon reveals how he does deep data mining within the context of Dubai's international multicultural markets, crunching more than 60 data points. We talk about geospatial dynamics of Dubai and the unique characteristics of various neighborhoods and communities from a digital targeting perspective. And we go on to discuss his strategic approach to widely varied clients, ranging from centuries-old brick and mortars to the red-hot startup Karim, arguably Dubai's first billion-dollar startup. As a mentor to Dubai and Middle East-based startups, Amon discusses the work he does for entrepreneurs and top incubators in the region, shares his optimistic prognostications for the future of the Dubai startup scene, and then goes on to offer his crystal ball of what are the hottest verticals for digital innovation and disruption in the city right now. We hope you enjoy episode six of Digital Media and Tech in Dubai, entitled Dubai's Laboratory of Innovation. Featuring Amon Itani, founder and CEO of Think Media Labs. My area of specialty mm-hmm. is digital and social media, mm-hmm. and I started teaching at the university level back in 2000. Uh, 8-2009, okay. uh, giving workshops and uh, sharing uh, the practices related to users and businesses. And uh, with time, uh, that evolved into uh, consulting. Okay. Uh, and, and I started a company uh, called TML, where we help other businesses uh, use changes in digital and social media to better grow their own business, improve their customer support, uh, access new markets, launch new products. And uh, so that started out of uh, out of Lebanon uh, for a while. And, and you started uh, Think Media Labs in Lebanon in what year exactly? In, uh, formally in 2010. 
Okay, because yeah. that's what it says yeah. here. But yeah. you said yeah. you, you got doing, into... We, we, yeah, I got into digital and social before that, and I was doing consulting that. jobs before that. We mm -hmm. weren't TML formally at the time, but okay. yeah, we formalized it in 2010. Okay, and what was the rationale? Why did you decide? And did you call it that from the beginning? Was it called Think Media Labs? Yeah, very yeah, yeah. It was okay. a combination of, of, of things and for, uh, for, for the name, uh, if that was your question. Uh, no, just, yes, the name. So, because sometimes the name changes over time, but basically, you knew at the beginning it was going to be called Think Media. Well, uh, the, the labs aspect of the name uh, um, reflects the uh, uh, ongoing change in the industry that we're in. Right. So, we have a labs aspect of the work that we do, where right. we experiment with the with the new things that are coming up. Yeah. So, um, just a few days ago, Facebook uh, announced major changes in their uh, F8 developer conference, mm -hmm. and we're already experimenting with uh, with bots and, and content related to that and how people interact with that. Uh, uh, so in other so words, the lab component focuses on the cutting edge nature of this business. Uh, absolutely. So we do a lot of that experimentally internally, and then we involve uh, some specific clients who are open to uh, being one of the first in the region and globally to use uh, the new uh, uh, capabilities that are available to them. Mm -hmm. and this is when we start to roll it out uh, commercially. And, but going back to the origin story of your company, um, 2010, let's see, 2008 is the, when is the beginning of Twitter again, 2007? Most of them 2007, 2007. So 2006, 2007, depending on the platform, but most of it, most of them got, got started uh, with... Facebook uh, is 2004, but nobody's really using it until 2006, so like you say, around 2006, 2006, 2006 2007. 2006, 2007 was, was, was big in the, in, the, in the milestones of Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, YouTube at the time. Exactly, so right around that time you said, I gotta get into digital and social? Um, well, I've always been, uh, uh, even before that period, mm -hmm. uh, my background is in computer engineering, and I, okay. have a, a, and, I, a, and I have an MBA as well. And uh, all of the work that I've been doing has always been on the uh, user side, how us as people are using the technology aspect and what does it mean uh, to our day to day. And uh, actually, the turning point for me for that was um, in my last s semester in college. It was a joint program between uh, a course I was taking mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and MIT. It was actually uh, an elective I chose to take. It was with the architecture department, something completely out of my comfort zone. And um, as an engineering background, we're taught to think about the technology itself and in the box itself. Okay. So with this particular uh, joint course, it was about Fine, the box is there, it does so and so and so, but what does it mean to our day to day? How does, it, how does it make our lives better? How does it change how our cities are structured? How does it change how our days are structured and so on? So that was the first trigger f uh, for me to start to think about what does this mean to our day to day? How does this affect us? Okay. Uh, how can this make it better or worse? Uh, so but this was a course at MIT. Th that was a course at the college that I was in, and, and was it was a joint course uh, with, with with MIT. With MIT. With okay. MIT. Very cool. Uh, so that course was a trigger for me. So all of the jobs I started to take after that were I've always been involved in the user side. How you know we're, we're implementing this? If it's a telecom provider I was working with, how does this change our uh, the, our day to day? If it's an internet provider I was doing work with, mm -hmm. how does this change how people interact or communicate? So, so I've always been on the the technology part that changes how we do our day-to-day, -day, whether we communicate personally or what does it mean for a business itself. And so that sparked your interest in social and digital media. When, you know, when, when, when social and digital started to grow right. in, in the format that we're starting to know it, right. I sensed that this is a strong driver for 
how we change things because this will affect and has affected, and it has affected. Uh, how all of us would interact, not just very specific niche of people who are interested in, but it's our day to day. So in other words, okay, so you have a background in computer science and in business, and then you got interested in essentially user experience and how digital tech digital technology affects or how humans more or less interact with digital and how it how it changes us in terms of our behavior and the opportunities around that perhaps mm -hmm. and so you saw that opportunity you started think media labs and you started it in beirut first yes okay and so what caused you to bring it from beirut to dubai sure um, we we had clients from dubai that were servicing out of beirut mm -hmm. Uh, but uh, it was mostly reactive, so they used to reach out to us or referred to by uh, by a client or a friend. Mm -hmm. And uh, and with time, uh, with the importance of uh, we sense more of the importance of us being more involved, closer to our clients in Dubai, mm -hmm. especially Dubai being a major hub for all of the region, and a lot of the. Um, interesting and challenging tasks and experiments uh, we, we, we got to do were actually from entities in Dubai who wanted to be different, who wanted to position them, themselves mm -hmm. and take advantage of this latest things. Okay. So we wanted to be closer to our clients and better serve, serve them here. So we had clients in uh, the UAE, Saudi and other places in the Middle East. We mm -hmm. thought if, if, if we open up an additional branch in Dubai, we would be closer to serve that. And, so, uh, and, mm -hmm. and that, was, that was why we, 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 we grew into that. We still have our office in Beirut. Uh, oh, okay. So you still have an office yeah, in absolutely, both places. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So what were some of your initial um, clients here in Dubai? What were some of the first things you were doing way back in 2010? Sure. What was the technology um, landscape like in terms of digital and social then? And what were your first clients and first kind of work you were doing? What's interesting about the industry that we're in is it has uh, disrupted and affected different sectors. Right. So from telecom to financial to insurance to right. medical to education uh, to, uh, to user commerce. So it's a wide variety of different sectors that have been affected. Mm -hmm. It was interesting early on when we were approaching, uh, I remember a reaction with... Uh, 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 with a bank, with a with a manager of a of a of a, of a, sign of a major bank, mm -hmm. and he was referred to. Uh, I was re uh, I got in touch with him via uh, uh, via a common friend, and I was telling him about the importance of this and how it's going to change the industry and and and, and then at some point he paused. He's like, Ayman, I like you, but why are you talking to me about things that my kids play with? <laughs> That was early days. Okay. I got a call from the same guy two years later. He's like, right. can you come in and talk to us about that uh, Facebook right. thing that you right. mentioned a couple right. of years ago? Right. So um, the industry has changed. So there's a, I, I no longer have these, these, uh, these discussions. And, it's and so part of the purpose of this podcast is to focus in on what is the digital and technology landscape, specifically in Dubai and the region. So the, what you're talking about, the point you're making about adoption rates and about folks who are slow to get on board is kind of universal. I mean, we see that in the United States as well, or anywhere. I'm from the United States, so. Um, but is it, in your opinion, what is unique about that in Dubai in terms of, like, adoption? Why would somebody who's in the finance business in Dubai, to, in particular, be hesitant or to get, in, get on board with digital? Um. When you look at Dubai as a market, it's, uh, it, ha it reflects the people that, that are in it. So we're looking at 200 nationalities, we're looking at uh, hundreds of categories of different businesses that have started or have grown in, right. uh, in the UAE to service the UAE market and the, the markets that, that, that are around it. So it's a, it's a, it's a very active uh, market. And it's normal to find 
people at different journeys in their lives in their businesses life cycle. Interesting. So some of them are getting started, some of them are advanced, some of them are super advanced, some of them uh, are just interested and so on. So some people I used to speak with, and I'd look at how come you don't have a website today? How can how can you not be have been serviced by somebody before me? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but uh, but then you see that it was uh, it was a certain type of business. They've always done well for a long time, and now they're changing into something else and another. So it's normal to have in such an active and vibrant market and in different industries. Uh, 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 people at uh, d- different life cycles, and also we, we've been approached by different. I've been approached by different businesses, mm-hmm. and I've been very clear that digital and social might not be for you in the okay. format that you th- might think it is. You right. need to go with this specific aspect of communication. It might be as simple as an email communication with a specific set of uh, their existing client base versus opening up um, a YouTube page or a Facebook page or sure. a Twitter page. So it depends on what their business is. So even in that case, when they want to do digital and social, there are, uh, there's only a certain subset that would actually make sense for their business. Right, and that's where your expertise comes Absolutely. in. Absolutely. And so the question is then, um, what does Think Media Labs do? Let's say I'm a, I'm a Dubai business uh, and I come to you to hire you. What is your, how do you approach that? Our core focus always and has been on growing the business. Mm-hmm. It was difficult before, now it's getting better. Right. In a sense where before, what brands were interested in were was establishing their presence, having a good number, a big community size, and being active. That was what they cared about okay. at the time. Right. We've always wanted to drive their business, but it was difficult until we got that hurdle out of the way of establishing the pages, getting them the community sizes they liked, right. and being active on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, the core role that we play and we continue to play is growing their business. So we right. look at we look at their products, we look at their target audiences, mm-hmm. we look at up the, their, their pipeline over the coming year in terms of products or sales, mm-hmm. we look at the markets that they want to grow in, right. and their demographics and so on. Based on that, we come up with a full detailed plan of using the latest in digital and social across Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, uh, email communication, mm-hmm. uh, mobile, push web, just a wide variety of different things. Mm-hmm. We look at what are areas where uh, they can grow in very well with a cost-effective way to do that. And what we do is we also tie it to their business itself. So we do regular sales review sessions with them. We do we change how their customer support interacts. So it's the core of it is digital, but it has business processes built into it. So right. we, we help them uh, uh, improve their customer support process to integrate digital and social in that. Mm-hmm. We look at improving how their sales communication and lead generation is being done. Mm-hmm. And we measure what channels are more effective than others for that particular business. We look at how their marketing communication is being done and we empower people uh, people within the organization and also we, we, we support them uh, during their process. So it's... Uh, it's a thorough review of their business and their growth aspect saying, we did activity A, this was the effect, activity B, this was the effect, and mm-hmm. activity C, this was the effect, right. and, and what all parties need to do. So that's, that's the core area of focus where growing their business and their customer support and their marketing using latest and digital and social. Right. So in other words, you do like a full diagnostic. Like you really try to understand their business and then try to apply all your expertise in digital and social to basically making them more successful. Uh, and, 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 and the projects that, that, that we've been very successful in, they yeah. came to us requesting Facebook likes. Okay. When we go into their business and yeah. we build this, yeah. now it's about opening up new markets, right. opening up new channels, right. growing their Salesforce right. team, and so on. So right. it's, it's, it's way beyond just community size growth. Getting past social media 101, in other words. Yeah. Um, so you talk about sort of tapping into the hottest trends. What are, in your opinion, some of the hottest trends in digital and tech right now, and, and if possible, specific to Dubai? Um, when, when discussing trends, I look at two parts. There's mm-hmm. a part that, is, that makes sense now and today, 
-hmm. And there are trends uh, that are part that will make sense in the long term. Mm -hmm. So the most relevant is what's going to happen, what's, what are directions for today is more and more of the education and the technological capabilities mm -hmm. is towards growing the business and getting more leads and, and driving that. So there are capabilities that we can do now on Facebook and Google mm -hmm. and Instagram that we could not do six months ago. Such in, as? In terms of tracking. So for example, there are many activities such as uh, lead generation directions. So mm -hmm. there are, over the last 12 months, Facebook has in, in introduced a, a, a lead generation model where we can do advanced targeting, advanced tracking, mm -hmm. and users can opt in to, to provide the business with their information so mm -hmm. that somebody from the, uh, from the organization would call them to provide them with the information they need uh, and the service and, and so on And these tracking so tools that you're using, these are proprietary? Or just like, well, it's a combination. What we do is we try to leverage the built-in capabilities. Mm -hmm. So the lead generation particularly example, right. this is, is built-in because before now we used to have, a, to do the same, we used, you need to use a series of three or four tools. So mm -hmm. it used to take a lot of time to set right. up uh, at, uh, at cost as well. Yeah. So now it's much more effective. We can launch it very quickly. Okay. And to, to tie to the Dubai market, it's a very fast-paced market. Yeah. So we have many campaigns that we're asked to launch within four hours. Mm -hmm. So we've built internal processes that if we have a campaign to launch in 48 hours, we follow these steps. Okay. If we have a week to launch a campaign, we follow these steps. Oh, if we have 24 hours, we follow these steps. Mm -hmm. And if it's uh, three weeks, we follow these steps. But mm -hmm. most of what, what we get are requests to start very, very quickly. Right, right. So this is why such changes when it comes to the technological part, and then mm -hmm. we experiment in our labs, and we, fee and we see that they're actually effective, this is when we can roll them out very quickly. Okay, so like, so you're saying one of the hot trends, in other words, is more sophisticated tracking tools? Is that what you're saying? E e tracking, so, uh, so uh, I feel the trend better is towards making sure that the efforts and the money being spent. The efficiency. Is is yeah. is driving is is improving the business and growing okay. the business? It's beyond just let's do a campaign and let's hope it works. Let's hope for the best. Yeah. So with this is it's right. about tracking. It's about uh, 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 things that the, the techniques that are being used. Okay. It's about the different targeting aspect, and then also to tie to, to Dubai and the opportunities uh, for mm -hmm. business in Dubai is because it's a it's a wide variety of, of, of communities, mm -hmm. uh, more than two hundred nationalities. You can do specific targeting based on locations, uh, demographics, uh, mm -hmm. expat status, mm -hmm. uh, and so on. So it's a there are uh, capabilities that we're deploying in Dubai that we we wouldn't deploy in other uh, deploy in the UAE more than other other parts uh, in the world because it has this. Uh, uh, mixed uh, demographic and interest in purchasing power. Hmm. Interesting. How do you approach how do you approach that? So do you, can you give examples certain examples of how you might target niche communities within Dubai? Sure. From a social perspective um, or digital perspective? When we're dealing with businesses that are already established, they've, 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 uh, they've been around for a while, yeah. uh, one of the first things we do is we work with them to do data mining on their existing business, on their okay. existing users and so on. So we look at um, what are uh, user behaviors in their past data mm -hmm. that would uh, sell a certain product or buy a certain product or go to a certain place and so on. Mm -hmm. So based on doing the data mining on their user information, this is when we look at uh, uh, what can we do to reach out to this specific type of people okay. on Facebook. How yeah. can we use Google's ad uh, engine in order to reach out to that, uh, to that category A, category B, category C. So. Mm -hmm. Different types of, of, of people, uh, categories based on age, gender, location, uh, and so on. So it's a, it's a wide variety of different, uh, uh, more than 60 uh, combinations that you can do in mm -hmm. order to 
to do the targeting for those. So based on existing data mm -hmm. for the users is mm -hmm. when we're able to do those. And then we look at different platforms and what capabilities each has right. in order to reach that specific And how are you getting this data though? What are the tools you use to get data? Um, it's a combination of things. So sometimes businesses yeah. are, have already logged them very well internally that we, okay. could, we, could, we could take that raw data and, and we do the analysis on our side. Right. In other cases, it's either they, don't, they haven't logged them yet mm -hmm. or, uh, or it's a business that's got just getting started. Mm -hmm. In that case, what we do is when we run the campaigns, it's about, yes, promoting the product and the service, but it's also about getting additional information mm -hmm. that would help us make more educated decisions in terms of, uh, of targeting moving forward. This is when we'd add more, more tracking and, and, and forms and content and mm -hmm. capabilities uh, for that. Okay. Um, so are you platform agnostic or do you have a uh, platform you prefer? It's platform agnostic because different businesses have different requirements. Right. So, 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 in some things, Facebook is super powerful in this direction, mm -hmm. but uh, in others, you know, Instagram might be better. Mm -hmm. uh, right. And then others, Google's ad engines, particularly for search, is better than YouTube for that particular mm -hmm. uh, uh, target audience that we need to reach. Mm -hmm. So, uh, really in that case, we, we have to we have to we have to use the different parts. And then sometimes when we're working in in different countries, mm -hmm. uh, the demographics are different in that country. So mm -hmm. sometimes we have to put more of an effort on. Twitter, for example, mm -hmm. in that particular country for that particular audience. So mm -hmm. um, um, you can, it's difficult to commit to one to one platform to drive a consistent result for a business that wants a wide variety of different services. Okay, so it really entirely depends on the business and what they're trying to do. Basically, yeah, you yeah. Just and, try and, to and this is our advisory role. This is our advisory role when it comes right. to that. So you're obviously very plugged in and have a deep understanding of this field. Um, I guess my question is, what do you see as the kind of the main places of growth in, in the future uh, for digital and social in Dubai. Where do you th where do you see it, it going? In, let's say in the next three to five years. Sure. Um, a couple of things in that direction. One would be uh, there needs to be a growing uh, importance for businesses to understand that improving their communication via digital and social will grow their business. Mm -hmm. And they need to tie to that. So we still have discussions saying, we'll worry about the business later, but for now, we want to grow our page. We want to post more videos. We want to do this. Mm -hmm. And my direction is that's a secondary to, that's 2010 of yeah. social media. Okay, that's good. I like you know, your uh, So that's 2010 of social media. I was thinking the same and, thing. And, and you know, uh, we will do that. That's an engagement as which we're going to do. Yeah. But first, Let's start with the core aspect. Let's look at the business, what the business wants, and then we're going to come up with full plans, including this. But mm -hmm. let me feel very comfortable that I'm, we're able to contribute to growing your business. Okay. And then you know, we'll, we'll cater to the rest. So that's, that, um, that importance aspect of the mm -hmm. different uh, marketing and sales teams to know that this can be used to drive your business. So they have to be a bit more uh, uh, engaged in that direction. So this is one aspect. Mm -hmm. uh, the second would be, more and more of what, you know, our area of specialty is digital and social, but more and more of what we're doing is we're doing a combination of things that are non-digital as well to complement okay. uh, to complement the activities that, that are strongly uh, uh, digital focused because uh, because when when you're looking at a journey of a certain of a certain person uh, and how they're interacting so now for example we're cap we're able to target people when they're certain uh, living in a certain area and so in that certain area you can work on certain activations in that area so basically if you're living in that area you open up your social feed and you get to see a specific campaign uh, related to that. When mm -hmm. you engage with that campaign, uh, uh, that can be logged that this area is engaged more than others. So what we can do is we can we can do an offline activation uh, in a certain area, like a, so like a booth, an activity, okay. uh, targeting certain uh, buildings school. and areas and so on. Old school way, but, okay. but, but it has... 
uh, it's predicated by uh, the digital targeting as well. Okay. So it's a, it's a combination of... It of augments, of in other words, Absolutely. digital. Absolutely. It's, it's, okay. So it's not one, one or the other. But you're saying that is a trend of digital in Dubai, which is to say sophisticated use of uh, essentially a real uh, traditional marketing? Um, so so uh, uh, when I'm doing work with brands and I look at their full year of um, offline activity, mm -hmm. so what we do is we examine that offline activity that they've already committed to and they're already doing, yeah. and we're adding a core digital aspect to it. Okay. So don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. <laughs> so, yeah. Build so, on what they already have. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So, uh, uh, and that would augment their existing efforts and okay. would lead to more cost-effectively moving forward. And so what are some, exa what are some good examples of uh, some, I guess, you know, sure. If you want to look at, at, at retailers, for example, yeah. or uh, so, for example, when we look at at their branches and locations, we would identify that one of their locations is not selling as much as as, it, as the others would, mm -hmm. considering the area that they're in and so on. Right. So a lot of the activities we would mm -hmm. focus on, whether digital or non-digital, would mm -hmm. be on that specific geographical area. Okay. So it's a combination of we're filtering the geographical area yeah. plus the specific niche of audience who actually buys from them. So it's not okay. a blanket. It's a so you're combining geography, you're combining demographics, you're com combining online trends, uh, online uh, online behavioral trends of those users mm -hmm. to reach that very specific person. I see. Okay. So the example I sometimes give is you have your perfect buyer, and then you 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 put in their hand a flyer with specific mm -hmm. things that they need. So mm -hmm. it's 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 a it's a mm -hmm. simplified way of, of, of doing that. Mm -hmm. So you talk about the geography, and uh, and you've also talked about the over 200 nationalities in Dubai. Um, from a geographical perspective, what is your? Can you give a sense of the lay of the land of Dubai geographically? I mean, how do you um, how do you differentiate between the different areas? Sure, um, it depends on the business. Some mm -hmm. businesses can serve only a set of geographical areas. Yeah. So if, if they deliver or if they service or or people would come to them only in that specific area. Okay, like such as. So for example, if you're a simple example, if you're mm -hmm. a restaurant yeah. and you deliver, right. uh, if you're based on the Sheikh Zayed Road, there mm -hmm. are certain there's a certain ra radius around it that you would service, but you wouldn't right. be able to service uh, Jabal Ali, for example. Right. Uh, so that there, there's no point wasting ads, you know, ads and efforts and so on on mm -hmm. areas outside the ones that you can service. That's yeah. that's a waste of money and, and you're disappointing users mm -hmm. and so on. Mm -hmm. So we, we would tightly, one of the things that we've done with restaurants is we, we mapped, we work with them to map their, their, the area, mm -hmm. that the, uh, the physical, the geographical area where they're able to deliver and we targeted that specific uh, okay. area. Another example would be, would be is one of the clients that we had wanted to target people who work at, at, at the IFC, the financial center. Mm. So we were able to target specifically that zone in order to mm -hmm. reach this, the people mm -hmm. that... But uh, do you find that these different areas of Dubai have different personalities in some sense? Different demographics, different sort of digital penetration. I mean, how you see differentiation there? This is this is natural in in, in any fast-paced, growing city right. such as Dubai, uh, and especially where we have zones, which is the media zone, the internet zone, the right. financial zone, and so on. So that right. will have to attract people of a certain educational background, a certain profession, certain income level right. that would make would make it interesting. Mm -hmm. And all of these discussions are basically. Marketing, you know, marketing 101, uh, but mm -hmm. using, uh, you know, marketing 101 of going to area, you know, reaching out to the users where they are and so on. So, but it's using 
advanced techniques in order to augment that uh, targeting capability. Mm -hmm. Who are some of your most exciting clients right now? Can you talk about some of the work you do for your clients? Or? We service a wide variety of clients from, uh, from, from, from businesses that are just getting started, a few people you know, uh, uh, who, are, who are trying to disrupt a certain, uh, a certain sector, mm -hmm. all the way up to uh, major established clients that, 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 that are household names that, that, that I know since I was eight, mm -hmm. or government entities and so on. So it's a wide variety across we, we cater to um, education, financial, uh, retail, uh, businesses, uh, we've done airlines, just a, a wide variety uh, of different ones. And um, we're able to do a lot of the experimental elements with, uh, to give you an example, there's, mm -hmm. a, there's, a, uh, there's a model for on-demand where you open up an app and you ask on-demand for cleaning services, laundry, a car, uh, delivery of, of, of groceries. And so a lot of, there, are, there are a lot of these apps now in, in, in the services in the, in the UAE. Mm -hmm. And uh, the customer acquisition is strictly via, the customer acquisition is, 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 is strictly, is strictly via, 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 via digital. Right. So um, all of this is of interest to uh, whether it's a, it's a business getting started or government entities or uh, McDonald's or uh, different so know, medical clients and so on. You have a wide so variety of clients, you're saying? Yeah, in different sectors because in the industry sectors. that we're in is yeah. affecting. Affects everything. everything. Depending on what you, you know, there are, as you say, it's digital and social is affecting everything. It's pretty hard nowadays to run a brick and mortar shop that essentially doesn't have a website or doesn't have a, face, a presence on Facebook or Instagram or any of that stuff. Do you think, let me ask you a related question. Do you think that's possible? Do you think a company could do really well without even touching digital or social nowadays? Well, some clients that we've told them that there's no point in them investing in this mm -hmm. is, for example, one of the clients was, um, they did steel. They, they imported and exported steel. Mm -hmm. And uh, they uh, and they had, a, 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 it's a very specific subset, the type of steel where mm -hmm. they had a few hundred uh, uh, potential, it's a business to business, a few hundred potential global audience for that specific type of steel mm -hmm. and manufacturing mm -hmm. and so on. So for them, they, they wanted Facebook and what we ended up doing was... You, it's a, what you, got, you basically said you guys don't need Facebook. Really. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's not a consumer product. Right. And, right. and, 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 and even, if, even you can do a lot of business to business capabilities with mm -hmm. Facebook, but with a small subset of 200 people. Right. So what we ended up doing for them was we did a digital program. It's a combination of, mm -hmm. it, was, it was a hybrid program. So what we did was a combination of uh, email communication, uh, content generation for them to put on their website and their blog. Mm. We improved uh, their, their blog presence. We did something specific to a mobile app for them. And in addition to working with their sales team, so now when their sales team go to target them, mm. we would target that audience with email, um, uh, email and content to help in the sales process. So in other words, you said, hey guys, you don't really need Facebook, you need this. And you gave them a, you know, a more uh, a custom design sort of solution for their business. Yeah, but it sounds like you're saying all businesses need some kind of digital approach. Because yes. my question was, could they have gotten away with not? Can you be a successful business that doesn't bother? You know, or is that possible or not? It depends on the business mm -hmm. and how long it's been and who, who it services. But mm -hmm. there are many companies that have been present since. 1852. Right, that's what I mean. You know, generation yeah. of businesses that right. have been there very well, and yeah. usually their challenges are generational more than just you know a digital uh, tactic. Or uh, right. they can survive 
not being involved in a digital tactic. Mm -hmm. However, there are certain, but uh, but for them to survive, you know, survive, for, uh, survive in the 1800s, they've always been trying different things and changing different things and so on. So, okay. So uh, this uh, is just more of something they've probably gone through in the history of their company anyway. It's just a new thing. It's a new thing. And this is why yeah. when you tie it back to the core, and this is why I try to, to, to steal them away from the genetic mm -hmm. uh, building community sizes, mm -hmm. is let's go back to the core of the business. What is it? What's your, what do your users want? And so on. And then we integrate the digital part versus let's just do this, uh, do this aspect. So I, I get the sense. It's basically almost impossible unless you're very rare situation. Almost everybody needs some kind of digital. Well, I've had discussions with businesses, but that was a few years ago, not yeah. now. Is uh, uh, you know, I, I used to ask them, so so where's that money come from? And mm -hmm. then they used to look at me weird. And then I was like, okay, let me rephrase my question. Let's talk more about your business model and where does the income come from and so on. And then mm -hmm. look at me and saying, why? Why, why? Why? Why do you care about this? You're, you know, you're going to do our social media. It's, you know, for them it was, it's an island on the side that yeah. we do our thing. We brought you in. Let's do our thing on the side, and then let us focus on our business and growing it. So okay. Those were comments I used to get a long time ago. Oh, I see. Now, now, now I don't get that anymore okay. as uh, as much as before. So That's yeah. an interesting point. What do you do for Kareem? I see that Kareem is on your. Uh we worked with uh, with Karim on, mm -hmm. uh, on launching their uh, their Beirut uh, their Beirut market. Okay. So uh, what was interesting about uh, working with Karim is uh, um, they understood the importance of uh, customer acquisition via digital and social media, especially that there are a lot of uh, tracking capabilities that are open to businesses that are on demand in mm -hmm. order to acquire customers and the demographics that they wanted, especially in launching new markets. Is, uh, uh, is these tools are very important, mm -hmm. and we've done many on-demand uh, on-demand app uses, whether they're in transportation or uh, cleaning services or laundry, mm -hmm. across uh, Saudi Arabia, the UAE, Lebanon, and a few other countries. So, um, a lot of these on-demand services understand the importance of it, and uh, what we've been doing for the on-demand services is usually they come to us for customer acquisition, but we end up building their uh, their funnel their funnel for acquisition. So we look at how many people reach, how many people uh, downloaded, how many, how, what subset of those actually signed up, and then mm -hmm. uh, signed up how many did bookings, how many returned bookings. Mm -hmm. So that is usually something that, that we tend to build with businesses that are starting to grow in the space. And we've, we've done advanced tracking for them saying, okay, if you acquired a customer via channel A, mm -hmm. yes, the cost per acquisition is higher, mm -hmm. uh, a little bit higher. However, they book more, they spend more money with you long term and so on. So we, we look at, we look at, uh, we go into that level of discussion uh, with them. So. so you told me earlier that you mentor startups in the region, correct? Yes. And so what are, this is a question I've asked some of our previous guests as well because I'm interested in understanding better the startup scene in Dubai. What is your opinion of the startup scene in Dubai and what are, can you point to a few startups that are, you know, that you think are doing a good job? Um, part of my interest in working with startups, and, I'm, and I, I do work with startups in uh, Dubai, Abu Dhabi, Saudi, Egypt, Lebanon, and a few other countries in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. And I work with either the investor side, where I advise them on certain uh, investments and, uh, and key issues to look at before uh, during the due diligence, due diligence process. Mm -hmm. I do work with incubators, building uh, communication you know, uh, programs for their uh, startups. 
uh, almost most of the startups, independent of industry, they need a proper digital communication aspect. So right. I, I help these incubators build programs and workshops and content on getting these businesses up to a certain level uh, that, that to acquire customers that to, to pilot that are ready mm-hmm. before, so so that they're ready to either grow. Mm-hmm. Or to just to reach a stage where they can, they can have serious talks uh, with investors. And how would you characterize the startup scene in Dubai? It's been growing. If I want to look, if I want to compare four years ago, five years ago, and today, mm-hmm. it's really different now, and mm-hmm. it, it it continues to grow. Now it's a very good time. Uh, uh, I was on, on on CNN discussing that uh, not long ago. That now it's a very good time for entrepreneurship and taking that leap. Because of the, especially in the UE, when you're looking at the uh, the connectivity rate, extensive connectivity rate in terms of internet and mobile and communication, mm-hmm. we're looking at the adoption of new technology. We're looking at the growth rates for markets. We're looking at people open to experiment with uh, with different things. So, uh, and also there are many incubators now, many facilitators, many mentorship programs, uh, much more access to funding that's open to uh, if it's tech based or not. So before now it was more traditional, industry based, and so on. Now it's more uh, funds are much more available for uh, experimental uh, products and so on. So it's a very vibrant market and and it's a good time to to, to be an entrepreneur now. So you're saying the money is there, uh, the energy is there, the goodwill is there. Uh, What are some some of these incubators that you Mentioned? Sure, sure. Uh, th- th- there are a few government backed, there are a few private initiatives. So, for example, there's uh, th- th- there's one by, by, by BP in Abu Dhabi, mm-hmm. the catalyst that focuses specifically on uh, sustainable energy related uh, uh, startups. So, they mm-hmm. source startups from the Arab world and the globally as well on uh, on, on, on sustainable development. Mm. Uh, there's uh, N5 uh, in Dubai. Uh, What's it called? N5, IN5. So, uh, it's a, it's a uh, it's incubator uh, in, uh, in in Knowledge Village, and that's growing into as well. There's a there's a C, there's an N5 area. C, mm. It's a it's a full uh, it's a full uh, city, if you wish, that caters to uh, caters to uh, entrepreneurship, growth, innovation uh, in terms of infrastructure, mentorship, access to funding, and so on. So that it started as a small program, and it's and it's, and it's growing uh, uh, extensively uh, over the next few years with the plans uh, that are there. Cool. Uh, there's uh, Turn Eight. There's Flat Six Labs in Abu Dhabi in Egypt and Saudi. Uh, uh, it's uh, Wamda is also uh, trying to help out with different entrepreneurs throughout all of the Middle East. So it's a uh, there, there's a long list of of, of, of different incubators as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Lebanon, in Lebanon, there's a government initiative to uh, committing funding to startups uh, 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 in Lebanon that was that was not there before, and uh, that is spurring a, a wide growth of incubators, mentorship, and institutions in order to help help that ecosystem. So it's a uh, there's the, 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 there's a lot to be done. Can um, you point yeah. to? Um, any particular startup and or entrepreneurs currently, you know, working their way up, currently developing businesses in Dubai that stand out to you? I see now a huge growth of on-demand app services. Mm-hmm. You know, even 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 you know, even sending a barber home. You open up an app, you order, you 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 play you place an order, mm-hmm. and then a barber shows up in your house with an X amount of, of minutes. So groceries, laundry, cleaning services, and. Uh, so the, 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 that's the vertical you think is particularly hot. Is sort uh, the, of on-demand service. A lot of a lot of that is is, is being done now, and I, I 
uh, I, I already assist some, some of them either through mentorship or some of them are, are, cli are existing clients. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, I, I come across a lot of their uh, advertising communication where they're trying to accommodate, uh, trying to grow in that. And the differentiators are going to be a bit, a bit tough as well. So, mm -hmm. All right. So in other words, it's a bit saturated, you're saying? Well, you know, if you have 12 grocery apps servicing a very small right. area. Right. The differentiator, you know. Like with ordering uh, uh, food and ordering food app and whatnot. So, um, so, so this is when you have to move into laser targeting, right. uh, efficient running of your business, right. very tactical customer acquisition, excellent customer support to differentiate. Mm. You mentioned um, on-demand app services as one particularly hot sort of area. What are the other areas that, that jump out to you as, um, as one particular interest to you is, is education as well I still see a lot of mm -hmm. businesses trying to, to to come up to service mm -hmm. a certain aspect of the educational uh, of educational sector mm -hmm. and what I find interesting is that many schools in uh, in the UAE are interested in mm. uh, even if it's not established anything that might contribute to the well-being of the students Mm -hmm. They're willing to, to do a pilot That's with a certain class and so on. Because okay. usually uh, schools, as you know, they might mm -hmm. want to uh, wait until it's more established and Absolutely. there's more data and so on. But uh, mm -hmm. uh, we're working with these uh, startups, I see that uh, educational entities have been uh, very open to, to, to In other to words, they're them. quick adopters, early adopters. And to your point, because um, I, when I did Galaxies in Silicon Valley, I can tell you that... Uh, one of the biggest issues is that schools are very slow to adopt new technologies. Teachers and parents might be quick, but the schools themselves are really slow, actually. It's like a glacial pace. It's like a three-year cycle, at least, to sell them a new kind of solution. So you're saying that the UAE schools will adopt stuff much more readily? They've been doing that with different startups I've been doing work with, mm -hmm. where you know it it, it was uh, it was uh, you'd expect it to be more difficult. Mm -hmm. They've been they've been open to having discussions around that and running pilots with, with specific. Uh, that's cool. Specific, so that's uh, very interesting. Sports. In other words, that's what you're saying. In my in, you know when I'm, my interpretation is that that ed tech has kind of an advantage then in the Dubai space in the sense that if the schools are willing to be early adopters of technologies, that's a unique kind of competitive advantage. And if the startup is a, is a very effective one with a very yeah. solid product, they can grow.